yet of Hamlet, our dear brother's death, though memory be green, and that it us be fitted to bear our hearts in grief, and our whole kingdom to be contracted in one brow of woe. Yet, so far hath discretion fought with nature, that we with wisest sorrow think on him, together with remembrance of ourselves. Therefore, our sometime sister, now our queen. <laughs> the imperial jointress of this warlike state, have we, as to a, with a defeated joy, with one auspicious and one drooping eye, with mirth in funeral and with dirge in marriage, in equal scale, weighing delight and dough, taken to wife. <laughs> Nor have we here barge your better wisdoms, which have freely gone with this affair along, for all our thanks. <laughs> now follows that you know, young Fortinbras, holding a weak supposal of our worth, or thinking by our late dear brother's death, our state to be disjoint and out of frame, colleaguid with the dream of his advantage. He hath not failed to pester us with message, importing the surrender of those lands lost by his father with all bonds of law to our most valiant brother. So much for him. <laughs> now, for ourself and for this time of meeting, thus much the business is. We have here writ to Norway, uncle of young Fortinbras, who impotent and bedrid, scarcely hears of this his nephew's purpose, to suppress his further gate herein, in that the levies, the lists, and full proportions are all made out of his subject. And we here dispatch you, good Cornelius, and you, Voltimand, for bearers of this greeting to old Norway, giving to you no further personal power to business with the king, more than the scope of these dilated articles allow. Farewell. And let your haste commend your duty. In, In that, that and, and all, all things will we show, show our, our duty. duty. We doubt it nothing. Heartily farewell. Farewell. And now, Laertes, what's the news with you? <laughs> eh, you told us of some suit. What is, Laertes? Oh, you cannot speak of reason to the Dane and lose your voice. <laughs> what wouldst thou beg, Laertes, that should not be my offer, not thy asking? The head is not more native to the heart, the hand more instrumental to the mouth, than is the throne of Denmark to thy father. What wouldst thou have, Laertes? Dread, my lord, your leave and favour to return to France. <laughs> From whence, though willingly, I came to Denmark to show my duty in your coronation. Yet now I must confess that duty done, my thoughts and wishes bend again towards France, and bow them to your gracious leave and pardon. Have you your father's leave? Eh, what says Polonius? He hath, my lord, wrung from me my slow leave by laboursome petition. <laughs> and at last, upon his will, I sealed my hard consent. I do beseech you, give him leave to go. Take thy fair alertes, time be thine, and thy best graces, spend it at thy will. <laughs> but now, my cousin Hamlet and my son, a little more than kin, and less than kind. How is it that the clouds still hang on you? Not so, my lord, I am too much of the sun. Good Hamlet, cast thy nighted colour off. 
and let thine eye look like a friend on Denmark. Do not forever with thy veiled lids seek for thy noble father in the dust. Thou knowest is common. All that lives must die, passing through nature to eternity. Aye, madam, it is common. If it be, why seems it so particular with thee? Seems, madam? Nay, it is. I know not seems. Tis not alone my inky cloak, good mother, nor customary suits of solemn black, nor windy suspiration of forced breath, no, nor the fruitful river in the eye, nor the dejected haviour of the visage, together with all forms, moods, shows of grief that can denote me truly. These indeed seem, for they are actions that a man might play, but I have that within which passeth show. These but the trappings and the suits of woe. Tis sweet and commendable in your nature, Hamlet, to give these mourning duties to your father. But you must know your father lost a father. That father lost, lost his. And the survivor bound in filial obligation for some term to do obsequious sorrow. But to persever in obstinate condolement it's a course of impious stubbornness. Tis unmanly grief. It shows a will most incorrect to heaven, a heart unfortified, a mind impatient, an understanding simple and unschooled. For what we know must be, and is as common as any, the most vulgar thing to sense. Why should we, in our peevish opposition, take it to heart? Fie, tis a fault to heaven, a fault against the dead. A fault to nature, to reason most absurd, whose common theme is death of fathers, and who still hath cried from the first corpse till he that died today, this must be so. We pray you throw to earth this unprevailing woe, and think of us as of a father. For let the world take note, you are the most immediate to our throne. And with no less nobility of love than that which dearest father bears his son, do I impart towards you. For your intent in going back to school in Wittenberg, it is most retrograde to our desire. And we beseech you, bend you, to remain here in the cheer and comfort of our eye, our chiefest courtier, cousin, and our son. Let not thy mother lose her prayers, Hamlet. I pray thee, stay with us. Go not to Wittenberg. I shall in all my best obey you, madam. Why, it is a loving and a fair reply. Be as ourself in Denmark. Madam, come. This gentle and unforced accord of Hamlet's, it's smiling to my heart. In grace whereof, no jock and health, the Denmark thinks today, but the great cannon to the cloud shall tell. <laughs> and the king's rouse, the heavens shall brew it again, re-speaking earthly thunder. <laughs> Come away! <laughs> resolve itself into a dew, or that the everlasting had not fixed his cannon against self-slaughter. Oh, God, God, how weary, stale, 
flat and unprofitable seem to me all the uses of this world. Violent. Ah, fie. Tis an unweeded garden that grows to seed, things rank and gross in nature possess it merely. That it should come to this. But two months dead, nay, not so much, not two. So excellent a king that was to this Hyperion to a satyr. So loving to my mother that he might not beteem the winds of heaven visit her face too roughly. Heaven and earth must I remember where she would hang on him as if increase of appetite had grown by what it fed on. And yet within a month, let me not think on't. Frailty, thy name is woman, a little month, or ere those shoes were old with which she followed my poor father's body like Niobe, all tears. Why, she, even she, oh God, a beast that wants discourse of reason would have mourned longer, married with my uncle. My father's brother, but no more like my father than I to Hercules within a month. Uh, yet the salt of most unrighteous tears had left the flushing in her gallid eyes she married. Oh, most wicked speed, to post with such dexterity to incestuous sheets. It is not, nor it cannot come to good, but break my heart, for I must hold my tongue. Hail to your lordship. I am glad to see you well. Horatio. <laughs> or I do forget myself. The same, my lord. <laughs> and your poor servant ever. Sir, my good friend, I'll change that name with you. And what make you from Wittenberg, Horatio? Marcellus. My good lord. I'm very glad to see you. Bernardo. My lord. Faith make you from Wittenberg. A truant disposition, good my lord. I would not have your enemy say so, nor shall you do my ear that violence to make a truster of your own report against yourself. I know you are no truant. <laughs> but what is your affair in Elsinore? We'll teach you to drink deep ere you depart. My lord, I came to see your father's funeral. I prithee do not mock me, fellow student. I think it was to see my mother's wedding. Indeed, my lord. It followed hard upon. Thrift, thrift, Horatio. The funeral baked meats did coldly furnish forth the marriage tables. Would I had met my dearest foe in heaven or ever I had seen that day, Horatio. My father. Hmm? Methinks I see my father. Oh, where, my lord? In my mind's eye, Horatio. I saw him once. He was a goodly king. He was a man. Take him for all in all. I shall not look upon his like again. My lord, I think I saw him yesternight. Hmm? Saw? Who? My lord, the king, your father. The king, my father? Season your admiration for a while with an attent ear till I may deliver upon the witness of these gentlemen this marvel to you. Oh, for God's love, let me hear. Two nights together had these gentlemen, Marcellus and Bernardo, on their watch in the dead waste and middle of the night, been thus encountered. A figure like your father, armed at all points exactly, cap a pay, appears before them, and with solemn march goes slow and stately by them. 
Thrice he walked by their oppressed and fear-surprised eyes within his truncheon's length, whilst they, distilled almost to jelly with the act of fear, stand dumb and speak not to him. This to me in dreadful secrecy in part they did, and I with them the third night kept the watch, where, as they had delivered, both in time, form of the thing, each word made true and good, the apparition comes. I knew your father. These hands are not more like. But where was this? My lord, upon the platform where we watched. Well, did you not speak to it? My lord, I did, but answer made it none. Yet once, methought, it lifted up its head and did address itself to motion like as it would speak. But even then the morning cock crew loud, and at the sound it shrunk in haste away and vanished from our sight. Tis very strange. As I do live, my honoured lord, tis true. And we did think it writ down in our duty to let you know of it. Indeed, indeed, sirs, but this troubles me. Hold you the watch tonight. We, we do, do, my lord. Armed, say you? Armed, Armed my, my lord. lord. From top to toe? My lord. From head to foot. Well, then saw you not his face? Oh, yes, my lord. He wore his beaver up. What looked he? Frowningly? A countenance more in sorrow than in anger. Pale or red? Nay, very pale. And fixed his eyes upon you? Most constantly. I would I had been there. It would have much amazed you. Very like. Very like. Stayed it long? While one with moderate haste might tell a hundred. Longer? No. Not when I saw it. His beard was grizzled, no? It was, as I have seen it in his life. A sable silvered. I will watch tonight. Perchance twill walk again. I warrant you it will. If it assume my noble father's person, I'll speak to it, though hell itself should gape and bid me hold my peace. I pray you all, if you have hitherto concealed this sight, let it be tenable in your silence still, and whatsoever else shall hap tonight. Give it an understanding, but no tongue. I will requite your loves. So fare you well. Upon the platform, twixt eleven and twelve, I'll visit you. Our duty, Our duty Your, your honour. Your love! As mine to you. Farewell. My father's spirit. In arms? All is not well. I doubt some foul play. Would the night were come, till then sit still, my soul. Foul deeds will rise, though all the earth o'erwhelm them to men's eyes. <laughs> 